The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. is going on my ghost squad welcome to the armed citizen podcast live this is episode number 315 we are live as always on youtube stream to over 150 countries worldwide if you're out there in the live chat go ahead and say something we don't know that you're out there unless you do if you're watching this in replay or listening in podcast form go ahead and use a comment section the conversation does not have to stop here send some comments ask some questions tell us that we're doing a crappy job any of that all that whatever most importantly if you're in podcast form and you like what you're hearing go ahead and follow the podcast and give us a good rating that does help in the algorithms uh, if you want to call or text in the show yes you can call or text into the show utilize the ghost tactical hotline presented by our good friends rod and shelly gates over at aegis gun care that number is 530-364-4678. scrolling down below. And go check out AegisGunCare.com. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness and you're looking for that light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I can pretty, be a pretty decent ear talk you through some stuff more importantly i can listen if that's what you need if you are looking to get someone towards some medical attention remember two things one you are not alone in this fight you have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible and two the world is a much better place with you in it so please utilize the veteran crisis hotline 1-800-273-8255 once again 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. We are spotlighting, as always, United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we're a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Check out all your favorite pro-gun, pro-2A podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.net. Let's... Uh, Get this off of my ugly mug and say hello to a couple of uh, distinguished gentlemen. Well, at least Kyle is. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll go that way. From Anderson Manufacturing, hashtag Pony Express 2024. We got Kyle. What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. You got happy early birthday, my man. I don't know if I'm sure we'll talk before Friday, but happy early birthday. Yeah, big week for us. Big week, Marine Corps birthday Friday and all of that. And and I know that it's weird. And maybe it's just because we're Marines, but like I think that the Marine Corps takes our birthday just a little bit more serious than other branches. I don't know why, but um yeah, it's 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 a big deal. It's a big deal. And Central Command canceled the Marine Corps ball this year. Did you hear about that? I heard about that. Now, I do have an inside source who's currently on active duty. He said yeah. 
Only in the Middle East is the Marine Corps yeah. birthday canceled. Stateside still a go. Yeah, stateside still a go, but uh, they're citing operational commitments, which is interesting because uh, it's for the first time in 248 years it's been canceled ever. 248 yeah. years for operational commitment and talking with some buddies and all of that that still are kind of in the know. I wouldn't be surprised if you hear the Marine Corps spinning up here pretty soon for something. I don't know where, but they're probably going to be spinning up somewhere. So, um, happy birthday, everyone out there, especially the active guys. Stay safe and, uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Come back home, come back home safely. Um, from the great state of Texas, our riding shotgun guy, uh, the tactical virus, I mean, uh, Leprechaun himself. What's up, Clove? Yo. And it's always Omar's fault. It is always Omar's fault. And if you know, you know. Everything good with you? Um, yeah, it's all good. It's warmed up here. It freaking sucks, man. Skeeters are like back out, and they're in force too. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We've <clears throat> um, we've seen some critters that we thought were going to be in hibernation after the twenty-five degree weather last week that are back out. So. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. Uh, let's say hello to our channel members out there real quick. We got G Webs out there. He says, second thumbs up. Have a good show. Tactical FUD Bucks out there. What's up, Buck? Uh, let's go through and check out and make sure we're going to give a shout out to all our channel members, YouTube channel members. Wes is out there. I'm not sure if we're going to see Wes or not in Tulsa. He said he may or may not be able to make it. Uh, even if he's not able to make it to the show, maybe he can make it to our annual dinner. But uh, hopefully we'll get to see Wes in Tulsa. Uh, let's see. Any other channel members out there? Uh, I will say hello if they pop in. Let's say hello to everybody else out there. Thanks for coming in. Uh, a couple of newer faces. Maybe that's the second or third show. Welcome to the dark side. We hope uh, we hope we don't disappoint. We're not going to try to make you smarter. Let's be honest. We're honestly just trying not to make you any dumber. That's how low we set the bar here on this podcast. But we're going to have fun tonight talking about uh, the uh, shit hits the fan scenarios, the red dot, or in Clover's case, Clover's much more into the zombie apocalypse. So uh, we'll talk about those different scenarios and maybe yeah, what we do or what we might be able to do to uh, prepare for those. I know that Clover Clover's looking forward to a zombie apocalypse. He wants to go shoot some zombies in the head, don't you? Dude, I want to raid some stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> he wants to pillage the village. Is what he wants dude, to do. <laughs> I want to be all, I'll be all kinds of trouble, dude. <laughs> There's a lot of cool things you could do in a zombie apocalypse. You could be like seriously like king of the zombies almost. Well, see, here's awesome. the thing: in all of those situations, whatever is the Red Dawn, the zombie, whatever those weird SHTF scenarios. Like all laws and rules are kind of out the window, right? So it's it's literally like, dude. I mean, it's going to be survival. even to a yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you you you're there to protect yours and your family. You do whatever you can to protect that, and it's survival of the fittest. And we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that real quick. Uh, Foxtrot sixty nine out there as a squid, and I love the fact that he refers to himself as a squid. I have much respect for that because uh, his avatars uh, a little semen, and I would have called him squid anyways. But it's nice that you refer to yourself. It lets us know that you care about us. 
Uh, he says, uh, as a squid, I think all you need to be a Marine is to have a good collection of crayons. Uh, just kidding. Much love. Hey, you know, it's all good. It's all good. You guys were good for giving us rides. Um, let's see here. AB's out there. He says, listening on my way home, first snow and ice of the year. And our, did our government actually get everything right and get it paved and gravel and everything? Uh, no. Well, that's, that shouldn't be a problem. We got another channel member out there. Say hello to Gizzard Gary out there. Uh, what's going on, Gary? Lizard Larry, if you will. Chris in Alabama. 95 southbound. There you go. Um, 223 is out there. Rob out there. New York Outcast. Jacob S. is out there. I'm sure I missed a couple people. I apologize. Sykes is out there. Gunmetal. Artex out there. Georgia Truckers out there. Mark Jackson. 95 Southbounds out there. All right, so before we jump into our main topic, uh, we are going to um, I'm start this. Uh, real quick, I'm going to say, Clover, you have a question out there. On the on the zombie apocalypse, have you heard of a book series called Arison or Arisen? Or, uh, I don't, it's in, he's into book seven. I'm not sure if it's Arisen, Arison, Arisen maybe. I don't know. Have you heard of that? Yeah, Arisen, yeah. Is, it, is there an A in there, or is it he just misspelled it? Arisen, yeah, it's built. It is a, a risen. Okay, I, I wasn't sure. I had never heard of it, so I didn't know. Um, all right, you guys know that every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday over on our YouTube community tab, we have the pony polls. Hashtag Pony Express twenty twenty four. Let's take a look at them. Uh, came out yesterday. It's got over a thousand votes. Pretty simple, guys. Kyle Clover. Beatles or Rolling Stones? Kyle, if you had to choose one, which one? Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Rolling Stones. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, I want to be honest with you. I don't have too much experience with these two. I hear you. I hear you. They're, they're not in any of my playlists. I'll just say that. No, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I'm kind of God, in a God that, 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 that hurt a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a, a John situation right now. If John was here, I would be mansplaining who the Beatles and Rolling Stones are. I won't do that to you because I love you, but uh, I, right. I, 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 I would be doing that for John, hundred percent. You should have not give the answers. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna start emailing you the the questions ahead of time. You know, there you go. here's here's what you need to answer on the first one. Here's what I expect on the second one. I'm gonna let you answer however you want to on the third one. But when it comes down to Beatles and Rolling Stones, here's how you're supposed to answer. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Clover, Beatles, or Stones? You know, I'm not the biggest fan of either. But um, I think I think the Beatles, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with the Beatles. There, there's enough. I like the Beatles enough more that it's it's quantifiable to say the Beatles. Right. No, I hear you. But yeah. Uh, Beatles got some early votes out there in the chat. Mark Jackson said the Stones. Last I checked, the Beatles were commies. No. Okay. Um, separate, the separate the art from the artist already. Come on. Right. Right. Let's, let's be, be bigger than that. 
Uh, let's see here. Brandon says, respect the Beatles, but the Stones made so much amazing music for so many years, you can't beat them. Well, two things. One, the Beatles broke up in 1970, so it is what it is. If you look at all of their solo stuff and add it to the Beatles collection, pretty impressive. Uh, that said, even if they wanted to get back together on January 8th, 1980, what happens? Or December 8th, I guess. December 8th, 1980. Um, John Lennon's assassinated, guys. So uh, they couldn't get back together. Now, here's the thing. I, I do respect the fact that the Stones are still together. But at this point, do they need to be together anymore? They still need to be touring. No one wants to see them walking out on stage in wheelchairs and IVs hooked up to them. But it is what it is. No, I don't dislike the Stones. I just, I'm a big, big Beatles guy. So uh, Clover's Texas. Look, I have a crayon. Oh, so Clover, new channel member. Appreciate you very much, sir. Uh, yeah, if you're wondering what's going on with Clover and how you've probably noticed something's happening or not happening, if you will, over on, on Patreon, we have left the Patreon thing and um, we are both uh, just doing YouTube membership. So if you were over on Patreon and you want to continue, uh, just come over to the YouTube side. Different reasons um, and all that. Foxtrot69, super chat, appreciate you. Foxtrot, you didn't have to spend $1.99 to ask that question. I would have asked, answered it for free. That said, um, down below the screen, you should see a button that says join. And we have different tiers um, in our channel membership. So you can choose which tier you want. And, um, and by love the to way, have you. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Thank you for the 99 cent tier. You like that? Um, well, I do that too. But today is the seventh. Most most don't. <laughs> yeah, today is the seventh, and so um, on the on the seventh, I dropped all the Patreon, of course, like you. But there was yep. creators I was supporting, so I'd already was supporting a few on YouTube. But because yeah. I wanted all coming out on the same day, I have to sign up on the same day, right? Yeah. So I went yep. in with you and some other ones today, and not not everybody is doing the ninety nine cent in like. I think they're doing a disservice to things I, because I think they're losing out on a little bit of money by not doing that. There's people that don't want to give four ninety nine for a freaking membership. I basically whatever. took my same tiers from Patreon and just brought them over uh, to the YouTube side. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. Minus so, a penny. Because <laughs> that's the way. Minus a penny, work. obviously. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, right. now, now, Mark says separate art. From the artist, totally understand that, and probably the right move. All it proves that you're better men than me. I can't. No, man. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not a better man than hardly anybody. But uh, no, I think I think, what, I think what Clover was saying was is you know there is a thing about art and the artist. You know, just because someone talks or sings about something doesn't necessarily mean that's their. Yeah. You know, and, and it might be their call. views. That might be their views that day, but tomorrow yeah. might be something different. You know. And dude, that's a call you got to make for yourself. It's the same as all this cancel culture boycott BS. Like, yeah. I, there's there's companies I will not do business with: Home Depot, Target, yep. uh, multiple, multiple. But am I going to jump on the bandwagon of a oh boycott them? No, I'm not going to. I'll tell you my experiences and why I don't patronize those places right or is that the word patronize patronize uh, yeah that's yeah. that's a word so, I, I, yeah. uh, I know it's a big word for east texas but it's and it at the same word. time yes. when i go get my starbucks screw you because i want my starbucks right i hear you 
Uh, Brandon says, I think I'm dumb, but I don't see the join button. Um, I don't see the join button, obviously, because I can't join yeah, it's there. myself. But, uh, so you can go to down below any video. The, yeah, any video, correct. Any video, you can go to the channel page. So click below on where it says Ghost Tactical or any creator, Just honestly. You can do right it. click on that and say open a new window, you know, and, and a join, it should right? be there. Yeah, yeah any but video, yeah, any your brain. Any any channel page, it is there. So look harder. You That's if you're right. on mobile, I didn't think about this. If you're on mobile, you may have to close the chat and come back. Uh, I didn't think about that. If he's on the phone, yeah. Cover it up, or just wait until the stream's over and you know click yeah, on a video. It's all good. Uh, real quick, let's say hi to TJ and Crystal. We'll be seeing them this weekend. Um, so yeah. Now Dale out there says I do not support. Any anti-American companies or woke commie artists that includes Garth Brooks? I don't disagree with a lot of that statement there. Uh, and Sykes says, yeah, the join button is not available if, if on mobile. So uh, you can do that after the chat if you still want to. You know, After this podcast, guys, you may not want to uh, to become a channel member. We'll just, we'll just play it by ear, fellas. Uh, but I appreciate you. Uh, real quick, one, over 1,000 votes. Uh, 56% were wrong and said the Rolling Stones. 44% were correct and said the Beatles. That's what it is. Um, it is November. So when it came out Saturday, it has 2.6 thousand votes for Thanksgiving. Turkey or ham, boys and girls? Um, Clover, start with you. Turkey or ham? Well, turkey, of course. It's Thanksgiving. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Kyle, turkey or ham for Thanksgiving? Ham, and it's got to have the pineapples and cherries baked on there, too. What is wrong with you, man? I'm starting to question. Like, I'm starting to question our friendship in so many levels. I, I, I'm, I'm actually the only one in my. I like both turkey and ham, but I'm the only one in our family that actually likes turkey. So we always kind of go like a spiral ham or whatever, uh, which I'm fine with. But the pineapple. Like, bro, <laughs> come on. Come you gotta, on. You got to do it. Don't knock it till you try it, Ghost. I don't like pineapple in general. So, like, okay, so are you a pineapple on pizza guy? I am. But listen, hear me out on this. The ham, it, it doesn't have the same pineapple taste. It's like a, a pineapple mixed with ham. It's very good. I'm worried about it's you, bro. It's baked. Hey. Hey. Uh, just real quick. I'm looking on mobile now. Now I'm on Android. Uh, and I've got a join button. So huh. interesting. Maybe it's, maybe it's a weirdo Apple thing. Or maybe uh. somebody's not closing the chat out, or I don't know. But just so you know, it's there. Yeah, Gary says it on mobile if you X out the live chat, like the actual like the chat live box. The live yeah. chat. Uh, yeah. You see the join button, like I said, yeah. and uh, Gary would know Apple because he's an Apple shield. So he is he he's an Apple shield. He, hashtag Will Shield for Apple's Gary's motto. Right. Uh, Joe says, "Stay on topic. Stay on topic." I mean, you're in the wrong place if you're expecting us to stay on topic. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, get back to this ham and pineapple situation here. Yeah, Mark <laughs> says, and Kyle with pineapple staying true to his shit hit the fan theme. There you go. Um, behind enemy, enemy lines in Michigan. What's up, Bill Alexander? Uh, 2.6 thousand votes. 71% say turkey. 29% say ham. I was not uh, surprised by that because turkey is traditional Thanksgiving. 
Um, but I know a lot of people don't like turkey, so that's why I put that up there because um, I don't know. I love turkey, but I'm the only one in my family that does, so it is what it is. Uh, the next and last pony poll, 2,000 votes out there. Real simple, boys. FN509 or the HKVP9? Uh, Kyle, I'll start with you. FN509 or the HKVP9? HKVP9. All right, you redeemed yourself. I love both of these guns, but it is what it is. But you redeemed yourself. You're okay with me now. Uh, Clover, um, assuming that you would ever own like a tactical handgun like this, would you go with the VP9 or FN509? VP9. Really? Yeah. I kind of thought you'd go FN. I don't know why. why? I don't know why. I, I don't. I, I I don't know why. Uh, for Not, some reason, well, I, I I see you as in like a five hundred nine guy. I don't know. Well, here's the thing: uh, HK does not have a twenty two version of the VP nine. Not that I'm aware of, but not that I know of. No, but uh -uh. FN does, which is interesting. But you, that wasn't the question. No, this is true. This is true. So, um, yeah, the VP nine feels way better, and 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 the oh, interchangeable side panels on the grip, and I mean, it's just yeah. got some. There's some cool tech to the VP nine, and and honestly, the VP nine is really similar to the PPQ, right? In the way, it uh, feels. Uh, yeah, I, I would say it's a yeah. I, I never really thought about it, but yeah, it actually yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it's really the, uh, PPQ is going to have much, much, much better trigger. Yeah, but yeah, as yeah, far oh, as yeah, the yeah, ergonomics yeah. and feel of it, yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I never really, really thought about it, but they are. They're pretty similar. Yeah, it's, it's really similar, and I love my PPQ. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm a VP9 all the way. I love both these guns, but I'm a VP9 guy all the way. Uh, the VP9 to me, um, and obviously I haven't held every handgun in the world ever, but of all the handguns, which is quite a few that I've ever held in my life, the VP9 is the best feeling handgun to me. Um, I love the feel of the VP9, so it is what it is. Um 2,000 votes, 57% say the FN509. Now, I wonder how many of those 57% have never held a VP9. And I'm not saying that the VP9 is a better gun. That 509 is actually probably, honestly, let's be honest, it might be a better gun. But the feel of the VP9 is unbelievable. 57% say FN509. Ladies and gentlemen, those are our pony polls this week. Please go check out our friends over AndersonManufacturing.com. Um, all right. Uh, Fox Trust 9, another super chat out there. What do you think of the Ruger SR-22 style rifle? I have zero experience with it. Um, I would imagine that Clover has got some experience being a 22 and maybe Kyle does. So I want to let them, as far as me, I, I have zero experience with it. So I, I don't have an opinion on it. Uh, Clover, Kyle, uh, SR 22 rifle. Third. Is it, okay. There you go. I don't it's know. It's like a, it's like a poor man's copy. I guess you could say in a way. So is, it, is it an the, AR? The, is he says an yeah, AR, yeah, style. AR style. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's AR style. So it's kind of like the MMP 22 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's not okay. a, honestly there's not an ar style 22 that's worth a flip out there um 
it's it's I don't want to say a poor man's copy, but Ruger is you know that's what it is. Kind yeah. of a poor man's thing compared to Smith and Wesson, and the M and P twenty two is is also a turd. So. Uh, Yo, now, I'm, I, yeah, now. I was I was not saying the MP22 was good. I was just saying was it, it kind of like in that similar? Yeah. Now, style. if you if you haven't been around forty five thousand different models and pulled triggers on one hundred and seventy two thousand models of twenty twos in your lifetime, then mm. are you going to know? Are you going to care? Is it going to matter? But um, somebody shows up at the range with a standard. Ruger 1022, and they're, you know, you can want to shoot a match with them against that. I mean, they're going to mop the floor with you, right? Someone's a 22 LR snob, just I am 100% <laughs> a 22 LR snob. You better believe it. Uh, so let me ask you this real quick. They're fine. Oh, the, they're fine. Yeah, Let's yeah, back I up and say that. I, I recognize things for what they are. We don't always buy them because they're laser accurate or we're shooting competition yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, there can be fun guns. Um, of the AR style 22s. Okay. Is there one that stands out that you would recommend or are you just kind of against the AR 22? Tip, tip my arms. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, Kyle, any, any, um, with an uh, AR 22? I, I, I don't even know if that's a thing. But I'm going to call the AR 22. Uh, <laughs> do you have any experience with the Ruger specifically or any of the ARs in, in 22 LR? Not the uh, Ruger specifically. I, I've played around with the uh, CMMG uh, conversion kit and my okay. ARs. And I mean, those, they're fun. Like Glover said, they're fun to shoot. Yep. I will give you guys a, 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 I'll give you a suggestion. This is just me personally because I love it and it's fun as hell and it's just, it's just badass. If you're looking for uh, a really cool out of the box, uh, 22LR, um, the GSG 522, which is an M MP5 clone. And I think Clover and I both have one. I don't know if Kyle does, but I know Clover and I both have one. It's an MP5 style uh, rifle chambered in, in 22 LR. It's an absolute blast to shoot. I would recommend that. Um, I've got one. It's, it's sitting right over there, and I love that thing. Uh, now, Mark asks, I question the SR-22 reason for being. No offense to anyone that likes it, but the 1022 has AR mod kits, and I don't think anyone is going to dog the Ruger 1022. As a matter of fact, problem. I've got a 10. Oh, go ahead. The problem with, here's the problem. And again, this is kind of my 22 snob, as Ghost so eloquently pointed out. Um, the problem with your 22 mod kits is the way that those kits mount. They set in the, the way that the barreled action and everything sets in those chassis, let's just say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, is super problematic compared to most chassis that are designed more for a functional purpose rather than the way that it looks. And so you yep. lose accuracy with barrel harmonics and a lot of other different things because it looks cool. No, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got a Wanamaker several years. I've got the, uh, the P90 uh, stock if you will, uh, for a 1022, and it looks like a, it looks like a, an FMP90, uh, but it's based off of a, a Ruger 1022 and all that, and it's fun as hell to shoot. Well, it is a Ruger 1022. Yeah. It is a 1022. It's just different yeah. stock, if you will. Yeah. Uh, it makes it look like an, uh, a, a P90. 
but I think the MP5 in the 22 is a much more awesome shooting firearm than that is. That's just me. Um, I have a lot more fun. I love that thing. Um, yeah. But fun. yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff. The great thing about the 1022, like you said, there's a lot of chassis or stocks or all sorts of to make them look like other things, but it's based around that 1022 barrel in, in action. Um, the great thing about the 1022 is they are there are options out there if you want to window dress, if you will, the 1022 to make it look something different so and yeah. and let me say this before before it pops up in the side chat out there um so dogging on that that sr22 compared to normal you know 1022 of course and sure. the smith and wesson uh mp22 <clears throat> as well i'm, I'm dogging on them but yeah, no, compared you. to the mossberg 715t oh my god those things are amazing compared to that Polished that piece of junk go oh my god that is <laughs> the that worst bad? that is the worst yes yes at least wow. at least with the sr22 at least you're starting out with something that's decent in the 1022 now you're screwing it up by again by adding a goofy jazzy that all the only purpose it serves is looks and it screws yeah. up more than it fixes um but with the 715t it's essentially the same thing it's a what is it a marlin 795 765 i can't remember semi-auto basically semi-auto 22 from marlin right or mossberg i'm sorry um with uh or plinkster to, to be honest the mossberg plinkster with a chat with a shell wrapped around it right so right. it's a crappy rifle built out of a crappy rifle made into a crappy rifle so yeah it sucks mm -hmm. Uh, shout out to Nutty357 out there. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, Chicago Mike's got a question out there. What's y'all's thoughts on the PD380? That's the Walther, obviously, that was released. Was it yesterday, I believe? Um, I'll tell you, Clover and I actually had this conversation yesterday on the phone. Uh, to me, I have the old Walther PK380, and, and I love Walther, and I love the company. I love just about everything about Walther. Except the PK three D, which was a steaming pile of of crap. Um, to me, all the PD three eighty looks like is an upgraded, updated, upgraded model of the PK three eighty. So, will I shoot it at range day in January? Absolutely, I will. I will keep my mind open. I just have, unfortunately, I have the feeling that um it's not going to be um once again i i have pretty high standards for walther with the ppq i i still enjoy the ppq more than the pdp that's just my personal opinion um so it is what it is uh clover kyle your thoughts on the pd380 from walther i am not familiar at all i didn't it just came it was just came out released yesterday it's uh walther's 380 uh, version of the the personal defense the pd line uh, but they came out in 380 um, but it looks eerily familiar like a model came out five or six years ago that was not very good that's just me yeah it looks like they changed the grip up a little bit it's still got the goofy oversized slide man i'm not opposed to slide mounted safety but Still got no, they had, the pad, they had the paddle mag release, which I don't dislike yeah. that, but it's not a wall. You know, it's just not something that Walther typically does. You, I mean, you put that on the PPQ or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, who would love to have a paddle switch on a PPQ? I think Come it'd on. be great on the PPQ. Ah, oh, 
Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's I don't know. I, I don't know what they're thinking. It's kind of like the peak, uh, the PPQ PDP. I think Walter lately, and I like Walter, but Walter lately wants to take what they're already doing and tweak a couple of little things, change the way it looks, and then call it a different gun. It's like, come on, guys, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nutty says Walters are nice. I believe got a plant in Arkansas. Their headquarters, their U.S. headquarters, are in Fort oh, Smith. Yeah. Been there a couple times. Good people, great people over at Walther. But here's the thing: you can be great people in a great company and make a mistake every now and then in firearms. Let's just be honest. They've all made mistakes, and that PK380 was a mistake, in my opinion. And I don't know this. I'm just saying the way it looks to me. This PD380 looks similar, so I'll shoot it at range day and hope that I'm wrong, right? I just hope yeah. that I'm wrong. Well, Mark out there uh, <laughs> is talking about the worst gun he ever owned was the Walther P22. Yeah, I saw that. So yeah. I've, got a, I've got a P22, what do they call it, target or match or something. It's a six-inch barrel version, um, and it's a very, very older model. Uh, I had a conversation with Walther on the podcast several years back. I guess it's been now because – uh, it was before Cody left and then came back. But anyway, um, with all of Walther's 22 stuff, and this is including the P22, some of the issues they were having with the P22 was chamber related. And I'm not going to get into the geeky metrics and in chamberings. And um, right. what am I thinking? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess chamberings. But anyway, um, chamber reamers that they use i should say anyway they changed some of that stuff so some of the later ladder models of the p22 um don't have and i've experienced this too they don't seem to have nearly as much problem as the earlier models of the p22 so yeah yeah now gord says that version one of the ppq had the paddle maverick i don't remember that Mm -hmm. they got rid of it yeah I, i just don't remember that um so yeah, I'm a fan of the paddle. The paddle release. Uh, I have no problem with the paddle release. It just um, on that particular gun, it was just not good. Um, let's see here. Anything else you want to go through? <laughs> Abigail says, "I need flashbangs, quad nods, two pink long flamingos, and plenty of four loco." Me personally, I don't like the the quad nods. I like a mono. Uh, night vision Kyle um, what was your preference for night vision did you like the mono or do you like two or what what was your style of nods that you that you uh, like the most yeah I'm, I'm gonna go with the mono the PVS yeah. 14 just yeah uh, and that's really the only one I've ever had experience with that's what we used in the Marine Corps and uh, I like yeah I liked it because you could put that over your left eye and still have your natural night vision in your right for, you know, looking through uh, scopes if you need to, but you still have the night vision for IR and all that. I just like the mono to where I have the best of all worlds, have the natural night vision with my eye, and then I have obviously the nod on the left eye. That's just me personally. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I just – it's too much crap going on. The original night vision you weren't around for that that we got to mess with uh, were terrible. Uh, they were bulky and heavy and uh, just terrible. But uh, at the time, in the ni- in the mid nineties, they were like the high speed, low drag stuff, you know. Yeah, I, I came in like right when the PVS fourteen was like, yeah, I guess get getting launched in the Marine Corps, 
and we only yes. had we only had one set for our fire team. So in Iraq, we had one set of night vision goggles for our whole fire team. So the problem <laughs> the problem with the with the old school wasn't the fact that we couldn't get the night vision. It was the fact that we couldn't get the batteries for them half the time. So they were fucking useless, you know. Yeah. Uh, you probably heard horror stories about Nod batteries back in the day. That was a real thing. Um, so yeah, we might have only had one in a squad just because that's the only ones that had batteries. You know, just saying. Damn. Oh yeah, it was pretty bad back in the day, but it is what it is. Um, there you go. All right, guys, um, we're gonna jump in and have some fun. Um, ben houses. I'm not a Navy SEAL. Night vision. Why? All right, well, I don't want to go down a huge rabbit hole. I do want to get in, but this kind of goes into uh, maybe a shit hits the fan or Red Dawn scenario is night vision. Um, or thermal. Or thermal, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll let you talk about thermal, okay? okay? I'm not a huge thermal guy. Not that I don't like it. I, I'm just not a huge thermal guy. I don't have near as much experience with thermals I do with night vision, right? Um, now, that said, night vision brings you several different things. Um, assuming that your enemy doesn't have night vision, obviously that gives you an advantage to be able to track, to be able to see, uh, and to be able to maneuver and operate in the darkness. And if you are a Marine or SEAL or any of those, we like to work in the darkness. Okay. That's, that's where we have a tactical advantage, especially against an enemy that doesn't have night vision. Okay. So you're able to, uh, to do more at times when we are at our best is at night. Now, another thing about night vision is good. As far as military and, and operational side of things, um, if you are if you have IR attached to your weapon system and you could utilize the IR to target, to point out different things uh, using IR, which the naked eye can't see, but guess what? Night vision can pick up IR, which is infrared. So there's a lot to be said about having anything that you can do to have a tactical advantage on your enemy. Now, once again, I'm talking military side of it. I'm not talking anything, you know, in, in, in um, civilian world or hunting or anything like that. This is strictly uh, military side is any advantage that you can get over your enemy then you want to be able to do that. That's why we started in the military in general, started going doing night missions is because we work better at night and most people are not expecting a night raid, right? So you work better at night, have night vision, have IR. You're going to position your team, your squad, your platoon, your whatever in a position to have a tactical advantage over the enemy. So night vision in general Assuming that your enemy doesn't have it or have much of it, um, maybe they might have one set for whatever they've got. Um, but when you've got everyone operating with night vision, especially with IR, uh, you most definitely will have an advantage over the enemy. Uh, before I bring Clover and talk thermal, Kyle, your thoughts on night vision? No, it's just like you said, Ghost. In the military, you just taught we own the night. That's where all the real work's done is during night hours. Yep. Uh, yep. And it, and it makes sense. Like it boils down to know your enemy. They're human beings. When do human beings sleep? Nighttime. So anytime you're doing a knock and you got to mm. take a high value target, that's yep. the time to do it. 
Yeah, HVTs, the, the great thing about them is a lot of the times they're surrounding themselves by a bunch of people. So what happens? They feel safe. They feel secure. They feel they can't get to me. Yep. They might they might still be up at midnight, but they're probably not up at 3 or 4 in the morning. Eventually, your body wears down. That's when we get going. So um, that's what we did a lot of our training. Uh, we were doing night stuff. We did a lot of night navigation. Um, we did a lot of stuff the night because that's that's when we have our advantage. And I'm not just Marine. It's just the military in general or anybody. Uh, a nighttime scenario gives the aggressor typically the advantage, right? So uh, that's my opinion. Um, Kyle basically says the same thing. I now, Kyle. Before I go to Clover, do you have whether it's hunting or whatever? Do you have much experience with thermal? I have a little bit. Um, we did have okay. some thermal optics when I, in the squad I was in in the Marine Corps. So. Okay, we did not. Thermal was not around then. I guess at least it yes. wasn't with us. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, like a lot of our vehicles had these things, uh, these cameras that had some thermal technology, and then we had. Uh, Little pocket thermals, I think one per fire team. Okay, uh, that you could okay. just carry around. They were handheld. It wasn't anything mounted to the rifle or anything like that. Now, was your was your DMR the one that typically had the thermal, or or who had the thermal? The team leader or what? Yep the the rifleman. Okay, so the DMR. Yep, yep. that would make sense, right? I mean, it would make sense if if anyone was going to have it, you want you want Overwatch to have it, right? <laughs> Hey, and thermals came in handy finding IEDs. Just to be honest with you, I never thought about that because yeah, I mean you 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 worked in the uh, in the IED realm of things. Being um, well, you were you were a combat engineer, right? Yeah, okay. So you were with IEDs. So I didn't even think about that side of things. Um, I didn't realize they would show up on thermal. Yeah, yeah. So signature, especially if they're any kind of electronic. Yes, sir. Anything with them, unless they're deeply buried, right? Or we'd still be able or, to see them through. Oh yeah. If they've been, yeah. If they've been there a while, then you're not going to see it. But yeah, if it's fresh, you're definitely going to catch it. That's good. I never thought about that. That's pretty good stuff. Uh, Clove, you've probably got more experience. I mean, definitely more than I do. Uh, and Kyle's obviously had some experience. Uh, obviously, yours is not from the military standpoint, but you are a big fan of thermal. Uh, so what are some of the advantages and Perfect. disadvantages? And, and, and let's take it into the realm since we're talking about the shit. It's the fan, maybe uh, Red Dawn. If you want to expand into those type situations as well, yeah. uh, let's go into that thermal setting. So before we get that real quick, because we may have people out there that, that don't understand. And a lot of people talk about uh, when they're talking about night vision. Uh, mm. Night vision still picks up on light. It's still ambient light, ambient correct. light or infrared light. Keep in yep. mind that when you're talking about night vision, infrared light is not invisible to the human eye. It depends on the wavelength of the eye or light you're correct. using. And if you don't believe me, get down range at some time in pitch black dark from an infrared light, and you will see a faint red glow most of the time because yeah. the wavelength now. The, and I don't remember if the shorter or the longer the wavelength, this gets into science. Shorter. Right? The shorter, but, I think the shorter is a stronger the, wave. The less, the less visible the infrared light is because of the wavelength, mm. the less mm. bright it is through your night vision. 
You know what I mean? Right. So the more right. light you want to get on that IR, you got to realize the more chance there is of somebody picking up on that red seen. signature. Now, now, the good that, thing is... The that good thing that is, said, the enemy's typically not looking for red glows, right? Unless Let's they know you're using night vision. And then in that case, they could have a spotter or something that yeah. potentially is. Um, but here's the... Here's the here's, I'm going to morph it back into thermal real quick. Uh, yeah, and then we'll sure. go down that road. Uh, so when we're talking about night vision and you're talking about some type of combat, you know, engagement setting, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. human probably at a distance, so-and-so, they can't pick it up. But then you got to think, okay, what other things might, from a wildlife perspective that humans could use, let's say dogs, but canines don't see red well. <laughs> so from yeah, that perspective, that's, that's even, if, even if that enemy or whatever is using animals, is using particularly dogs, right? It's, they're going to have the same trouble that a human is going to have picking that up. Now, yep. um, if you want to go pitch black, it has nothing to do with light. You're not relying on light at all. Thermal's the way to go. So for detection, as Kyle pointed out, any type of a heat signature at all or variance, heat variance, yeah. you're going to be able yeah. to pick up. With it, yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's a fair point you need to talk about. It's not necessarily heat signature. It's, it's a variant in the... Yeah. core temperature of that area it doesn't have to be blazing hot yeah. or cold it's yeah. just got to be different than what's around it yep. right and it's and it's freaky if you ever get out at night uh get out at, get out at night especially if you're in kind of the middle of nowhere um get out at night with a thermal monocular i wouldn't advise pointing a thermal scope at somebody especially if it's mounted <laughs> right. yeah. if it's not mounted fine but get somebody to walk down range with a flashlight and if it's an old bulb style flashlight even better yeah right oh yeah that's gonna put and a lot of to turn off. around yeah. and get them to point that flashlight at you right or just take it down range and set it pointed toward you and set it on the ground and yeah. look at that through a thermal and it's freaky because if you don't look through the thermal you've got all this light coming back at you right you're just yep. flooded with light. If you look through the thermal, there's one Nothing. little bright speck. There's one yeah. little bright speck, and it's where that bulb is hot. And that's like yep. all. And you that's see. it. It's it's insane. So for detection, you know, you can pick up things with even a, a moderately priced thermal in that three to five thousand dollar range. Um, yep. You can detect. Is is, is there a brand that? Is there a brand that is not the high end, but not like the the cheap, you I'm know, fake thermal guy. stuff? Hands Pulsar, I'm okay. A, I'm a Pulsar guy. Anything okay. less than that, uh, and I think you're giving up. You're giving up. You're giving up range, right? And with thermal, sure. With, with night vision, you've got the same. You've got the same limitations, honestly, with night vision that you do with thermal. Mm -hmm. But those ranges are drastically decreased, right? Because yeah. You're looking at, have you ever tried to use night vision in the snow? Have you ever tried to use night vision in the rain? Have you ever tried to use yeah. night vision throwing out our light onto some type of a reflective surface, for example? Yeah, it's not fun. Again, it's not really the same as thermal. Thermal don't care nearly as much, right? So, um, so when you're talking about ranges... You know, with that three to five thousand, let's just you know, let's go yeah. with a, a pulsar, for example. You've got you know, a thousand ish yards at detection. And we're talking about something as small as maybe okay, a rabbit. So 
Right. So let me ask you this, and, and before we move on, because you're bringing up detection, and for the people out there that have never even been around thermal, ever even to used it or looked through it, yeah, it, it's not necessarily giving an outline of what that is. It's just a a detection yeah. signature. Well, I was it could there, be it yeah. could be anything, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was getting okay. there. So detection, something as small as a rabbit, you're not going to know that. All you know is it's a heat signature. Detection. Yeah. You know, even moderately priced, you're probably talking probably talking a thousand yards, right? Then you've yeah. got identification, and that, and That's from right. detection to identification, depending on the size Big of difference. what that is, <laughs> is a huge, huge difference. Now, like a cow or a deer, I mean, you could probably tell that at you know three, four hundred yards, and especially if you're watching something move. And this is yeah. where you learn. Um, different animals if you're talking about thermal and in a hunting situation especially if you're hunting around cattle and stuff like that because we've done that a lot um can you tell the difference between a coyote and a dog for example and you can they walk differently their gait is completely different a coyote's got this lanky limp to him right and you know a dog doesn't walk like that so right. it, it at that range you know, you're but you better maybe, know that stuff too. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just using it and observing with it is is yeah. how you get used to that kind of stuff. So you've got your detection range, you've got your identification range, and you're going to be able to tell a human too at, you know, a few hundred yards typically. But then you've mm. got another issue, which is the actual range at which yeah, engagement range probably your engagement yeah, range. Yeah, exactly. And your engagement range is going to be roughly half. Of whatever your identification range is, 100 to 200 yards maximum, yeah. probably, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, the whole idea: are there people that take shots at five, six hundred yards, eight hundred, a thousand yards, or something with thermal and stuff like that? Yeah, there's people that do that. Don't get me wrong. Um, and it's whatever you're comfortable with. But here's the thing: especially if you're running thermal, you're talking zero light signatures. You're dependent upon mm. zero amount of light. It can be no stars in the sky, overcast, whatever, pitch black woods, you know, or pasture, whatever. Um, and especially you're running suppressed mm. and you're running subsonics suppressed. You don't need range at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you can That's literally true. get up right on top of something, you know. It, it, you can get well within 100 yards, well oh, within 100 easily, yards usually easily. of yeah. something. Um, and so that's the beauty if you couple all of these different things together. Um, so, yeah, the, the whole fact, the reason I like thermal better than night vision um, is it, it can be used in the day as well as the night because, again, it does not care about light. You can flood and actually damage your night vision if you're not careful, run it in the day or if you get you get too much light coming into it, right? Um, that's not the case with most of the of the thermals that are out there. Uh, well, that's not the case with any of the thermals because they don't care. Uh, and then the detection range uh, is a plus as well. So that's uh, yeah. typically you know not having to deal with any light. It does not matter. Like ours, well, it doesn't matter. You shine a flashlight looking through a thermal, and it, you ain't seeing nothing. You get a flashlight <laughs> night vision, better watch your ass because it's going to hurt. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the other direction. If I'm looking through a thermal oh, and, I shine a, and I shine a flashlight out there somewhere, like yeah. I'm not even going to be a flashlight shone at oh, you. Face, you have night you're vision on, you're, you're, yeah, yeah, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even if you've got your IR on and you turn and there's a wall next to you, it's potentially going to splash on you or what do they call that, white yeah. out on you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I did think of one scenario for you, for you, 
um, that that night vision would be better than and than thermal for you is in the zombie apocalypse the zombies wouldn't show up on thermal because yes, they they're would. yeah there's going to be a variance in the temperature between them you think they're going to be that cold again be that i cold? think they'll be cold they're going to be no they'll be they will be warmer they're going to be absorbing heat and they're also moving and so as they're moving there's still ligaments and joints and there's still things going on that there's heat being generated from friction or whatever it might be. It sounds like you study the zombies a little bit to know a little that. bit too much, bro. A little bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. good. But yeah, they're, you're um, going to be able to pick them out. Cause I mean, I picked out like I've, I've gotten cold blooded animals, right? Like frogs, snakes, you know, I mean, you could, and you can see those in thermal. So, so Foxtrot 69 found the join button. So welcome to the dark side, my man. Awesome. Welcome to the dark side. Thank you. Uh, for the support, I do appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if I called Abby. I think I've called Abby out, didn't you? Didn't I? Channel member as well, but I think I, I think I called Abby out. But I'm not sure. why can't you drive with a thermal? I'm just why couldn't you drive? Right, who said that? Oh, Abby yeah, says you can't know. drive with thermal. You can drive under night vision. Um, I will tell you that we can. Yes, you can. Yeah, that's what I've before looking through a thermal so i don't know yeah i know i sure. i i never have but i would imagine it's it actually might i don't know be easier would it be it is so kyle is, is it easier is better to me so let me ask kyle in, in, in a home v where you, you you've probably had night vision and thermal while in the home v which one is is easier driving in your from your perspective because clover says thermal is easier Night vision for is what I'm gonna say, but that's only because we're using on a rhino mount. So like, the okay, thermal, okay, the thermal is mounted on the wait a minute on the front. so yeah 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 yeah. So here's the thing, and maybe this is where she was going. If you've got a windshield, then thermal don't work. Thermal ain't gonna be able to see yeah. through the yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. So, but if you're talking about an open air like in a quad, like I've rode around on a quad before with thermal, and it's fine. Yeah. And you can yep. stick your head yep. out the window if you were driving a Jeep. Or well, this is true. Let's be honest. This is true, too, shoulder. right? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And I've done right, that so, before out the, out the window of a truck, you know, riding in the backseat of the truck slow through a pasture or something like that and scanning. But I'm outside the yeah. vehicle technically doing it. So, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that that Red Dawn scenario, the zombie apocalypse, whatever that SHTF scenario is, I'm going to start with Kyle. If you could only have one, night vision or thermal, which one are you going with? Thermal. Going thermal? Clover, I'm assuming you're going to go thermal as well? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, especially, yeah, especially the... Uh, in world scenario, I will definitely want to know something's out there before they know I am. So yeah, yeah. And as much as I like night vision, I probably do go thermal as well in that scenario. And here's why: um, people have a big misconception. Maybe they just haven't spent a lot of time at night, and especially in really dark, like where I live up in the mountains. Like it gets dark. Like there's no city, right? So you're not getting the city lights and all of that. If, if you can spend 15, 20 minutes in outdoors in the woods uh, where there's no light coming around, you would be incredibly amazed at how well you see at night naturally. It's called natural night vision. 
Um, so the night vision, you really don't necessarily need. And I do like the idea, whether it's for hunting, whether it's uh, an enemy or for food, having the availability to see heat signatures is, is crucial. Um, because in that scenario, the people that I care about the most are going to be with me. So if I see any other heat signatures, my initial thought is, is identify them. But my initial thought is they're enemies because they're not with me. So they're, you know, there, there must be either an animal or someone against me. Either way, it's a threat or it could be food or whatever. Uh, having the available, like, and, and like Clover said, and a lot of these, you can expand the, I, uh, the detection out to a thousand yards. You may not be able to identify exactly what it is, but you can see a heat signature a thousand yards away. That's a huge advantage, a huge, huge, huge in in that scenario. If I knew, so if you said, okay, here we go, we're going to put, we're going to put thermal on our paintball guns. We're going to get out in the middle of the woods and you and I are going to quote unquote battle to the death, right? And I know you have thermal. I'm going to decoy you. Oh, it's going to be. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm going to put, I'm going to put heat warming packs up all over the place and things that you're scanning going. What is that? What is this? What is that? A simple simple hand warmer could really mess someone up. And by the way, that's how you, that's how the best way to sight in your thermals (laughs) is with hand warmers. Like buy when they go on sale, you know, once sunny season and the winter's over, buy the big bulk pack when they put it on clearance because yeah they're they're awesome for that um but yeah if you can set out decoys with thermals and things like that there's a way to to counter whatever you want to call it like you'll counter there's way to counter night vision there's way to counter it all if you've got it now reflective surfaces is how you counter night vision like you tear somebody up exactly that's exactly right and that's what foxtrot says uh, you can you can cover yourself and reflect a blanket. Here's the thing, like as I just said, you can counter anything if you know how. Now, what we're banking on is in that red dawn scenario where we're being attacked and all of that, and they're hunting us. They they've come here and now they want to they want to gather everybody up, and so they're hunting us. You're I'm taking the chances that that 20-year-old kid that's out there looking for me hasn't been given reflective gear or any of that stuff to combat night vision or thermal. They're just out there, low man on the totem pole patrolling. So once again, we're talking that Red Dawn scenario. Now, if I'm going up against another trained individual, then... It's whose training's better and whose experiences are better and who knows the landscape better, who can maneuver and navigate through that terrain better. Well, I'm still going to take that advantage because this is my home. I know everything around this place and you're going to have to, you're coming into my domain. Um, that said, that said, a well-trained person can adapt. So uh, what you're, you're expecting in that Red Dawn scenario is that they're not sending the most well-trained person out there. They're sending the low man a tone pole and say, hey, go walk around. If you find someone, bring them to us, right? They're not expecting to meet people yeah. like us that are going to be well-prepared. I'm, right? just, I'm just saying you need to know the drawbacks and whatever equipment. Oh, no, no, I, I was agreeing right? with you. Yeah, you, you can combat your, any of them if you know you how. Know, yeah. You need to know the drawbacks and limitations because that way you can account for countermeasures or whatever that 
the other side may be trying to use against you, right? That way you can mitigate that yeah. as best as you can. Now, now, Mark brings up a point about his thermal. He said he's got a, a Pulsar Thermion 2 scope. He says you can change the color palettes when it's raining different things i don't know i don't know that yeah. sounds pretty cool though yeah you can go sophia sophia you can go with almost like the predator style you know oh really okay so it's not it. all like the yellow and red yeah that i've seen got, and then you've got well that's weird that you've seen because the most common i see is either white hot or black hot oh see i've seen i see i've seen so i've used um, the yellow and red one yeah, that's primarily... Maybe that's just the setting that he was on for some reason. I don't know. So I primarily use white hot and black hot. And the reason that I use... Mm. And that's two different settings. One, the hottest is the darkest black, and one, the hottest is the whitest white, right? Sure, yeah. So, yeah. And there's a reason that I do that. Uh, and especially for detection, um, is that offers the most contrast, Right. And so then you can like switch to another setting to identify, or, or you no, switch, you switch you, that's a matter okay. of range. Identification is just a matter of range. As you pull in, like you, the outline of a human, right? That's carrying, a, let's say, carrying a rifle that's kitted up, got a backpack and a helmet. Not going to be hard to identify at that point. <laughs> at, at a few hundred yards, regardless of what setting you're on, you're going to be able to literally see the gear that they have on. You're going to be able to tell that. Yeah. Like, hey, this dude's wearing a jacket. He's carrying a rifle. He's got a helmet on. You're going to see that because all of those things collect and put off heat differently, right? All those different substances, right? The cloth yeah. and the clothing, the so forth and so yeah. on. And sure. it's going gonna, it's gonna to retain heat and put off heat differently. So there's these varying shades. And that's what I'm saying. If I'm white hot and black hot, Sometimes if you run colors, the colors meld together to the point that it's a blob. Yeah. But if yeah, you run white true. hot or black hot, the contrast between the different temperatures is so stark, yeah. I guess would be the word, that it acts, adds definition. And you can actually nope. make out that sort of stuff. Now, Mark says you bounce back and forth between black and yeah, white. It's hard exactly. to beat that. Yeah, yeah, so, that's what I'm talking about. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so you and I had this discussion, I don't know, about a month or so ago in general. Um, it's kind of how it's coming to this point. And, and Kyle, I'll bring you in on this as well. But um, now there is a thing out there, and I don't know if there's a digital thermal, but I know there are digital night vision that Basically is not necessarily perfect. running. It's what's that? Basically, well, all yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. But there's a digital night vision that is not based on ambient light. It is, it's a digital picture that has camera. ways of, it's a camera, exactly what it is, right? Yeah. It's not a scope. It's not, yeah. um, it's a, it's a camera. Mm -hmm. um, now, if you're out there and you're going on Amazon because you're hearing the night vision thermal talk and you go on Amazon out there, first of all, utilize our Amazon link or any of these guys out here, just saying. But you're going to start, if you do a, a search for night vision, chances are you're not going to see the 14s. And if you are, they're going to be expensive. What you are going to see, these two $300 night vision monos or whatever, and you say, oh, that's pretty cool. I can get into night vision for a couple hundred bucks. Yes, you can. Understand what it is, though. It is not true night vision. It is digital night vision. Like, like Clover said, it's a camera. Now, for specific uses, can it be effective? Probably. Okay. Um, now, you have a digital night vision, Clover, don't you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have it. Kyle, yeah, do, you, do you have one or do you have any experience with digital night vision, Kyle? 
I do not. Okay. Nope. Uh, Clover, do you want to explain maybe some digital night vision for people that may not understand what it is? So it's a, it's basically a camera that sees infrared light. I mean, it's it's yeah. How else do you explain that? I mean, it it literally that's what it is. Um, there is a bit of a delay to it because of that, right? It's got to get the image in. It's got to process it. It's a freaking camera. So I mean, there is a little bit of a delay to it. Uh, if you do a lot of moving, we and and let me back up and say. There's a big difference between a three or four hundred dollar Amazon digital night vision True. and a five thousand dollar. Right, it's a whole other issue. Absolutely, yeah, vision, right, yeah, and, yeah. And here is why: the camera, the processor, the electronics, the guts of the camera inside there are just faster, right? Yeah. And so, if you get a cheap one and you're moving a whole lot, it lags. It'll lock up. It'll do weird things, yeah. right? Because it's now, if you're going to have it on a tripod just to kind of see stuff, it might be okay yeah, for what you need for. Yeah, it's fine if you're scanning yeah. slow or something like that. But as I think as Abigail was pointing out, if you're trying to drive, right? Yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're even walking and moving your head very much, you know, from side to side or something like that, it can be problematic. Uh, yeah. But on something like on a scope. Right, a digital night vision scope. You're not going to be yeah. moving that just a whole heck of a lot. So no, well, you, you know, shouldn't be. You know, probably not going to be that that big of a deal. Uh, so it's more if you have the monocular for your scanning. And and let me back up and say this: where we're talking night vision or thermal, um, mm -hmm. highly, highly, highly recommended. And I know these things are expensive, especially if you get something decent. But highly recommended that you have both. You have handheld sure. yeah. stuff yeah. of a handheld, and you can have a handheld that mounts on a helmet, and you can get all that kind of good mm -hmm. stuff. You can still use your helmet mounted as, as a handheld, but yeah. highly recommended you have a, a some type of a handheld and then and then a platform, let's just say, right, uh, mounted an actual scope that's got the crosshairs. Would you would you would like would you like to you go with a night with you don't want to muzzle flash everything you spot, right? Like that's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Now, would you rather have the combination of a night vision handheld and a thermal scope or a thermal handheld and a night vision scope if you had the combo? Some people like, um, I'm going to go both. I'm going to go thermal, thermal because I want longer detection range um, and longer engagement range. And you simply are okay. going to get that, the potential for that, right? Not that I'm ever going to yeah. use that, but I want that potential. Yeah, yeah sure. And thermal yeah. offers that. So I, other than just goofing around, um, yeah. I don't do anything with digital night vision anymore. Sure. I'll play around with it. I'll go out in the woods and I'll look at things and, you yeah. know, that, that sort of stuff. But, um, like, once you get into thermal, like, it's – it, and I say that. I mean, it's like getting into, I guess, 9 millimeter or <laughs> – or anything else you get whatever into, your right? vice right, is right right <laughs> like, like you just take to it you kind of become a snob with it and when it comes you know i've had i started out and especially when you're dealing with animals and i guess this this gets to in world scenarios a little bit if you're trying to feed mm -hmm. yourself and your most efficient way of doing that or whatever but i started out with night hunting you know here in texas we're blessed because you know when you're as long as you're talking non-game animals you can basically yeah. do whatever you want you can hunt them dogs coyotes all that kind of stuff yeah a helicopter you can do it at night they don't care right and so yeah. you know for a long time i've been hunting things well let's be honest shooting things in the face right at night 
And so I've started out with lights. Everybody starts out with lights, it seems like. And they I don't and they, judge that you like you to go, shoot things in the face with at night. I don't A. You do well, what you gotta do, man. Uh, but you start out with lights and you start learning different animals and what uh, what colors of light they can see, right? You get different filters and lenses for your lights and yeah, then right. you yeah. say, Okay, well here's the thing, like it does really doesn't matter when you're talking about pigs, but here's a cool thing with pigs is if I take and I go down to dating myself because we ain't been to Radio Shacks in forever, but if I go down to Radio Shack and I get like a rheostat and I wire in a rheostat to my flashlight and I take and I slowly turn the brightness up while the light is on the pigs, right? Then it yeah. simulates like the moon coming out from behind a cloud. And it's not this all of a sudden a bunch of lights on them because that's what spooks a lot of animals, right? Yeah. And that's also yeah. could be that also could be if you're talking about another human, um, being able to manipulate light in certain ways where it looks more natural, right? Mm -hmm. Could be mm -hmm. a could be a benefit. I don't I don't know. But well, I went from lights. I went from lights, and that was just a progression for me. I went to lights. So I don't have much money. I spent on various lights that were expensive then i went into night vision uh and then finally jumped into thermal because i got to dealing with a certain three-letter company that their night vision absolutely sucks and i don't recommend they're a horrible 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 company and i had a bad bad experience with a pretty high dollar night vision and i had ultimate night vision actually is the the place that i was working through at the time um tell me yeah we we're we've cut ties with them we don't mess with their crap anymore because it's crap and so ended up getting a really good deal on a thermal which still took me like six months to pay off right um and i've never looked back so i've played with everything and it's it's been a progression but once you get to that point of night vision and you really get out and use it and that's what a lot yeah. of people they get this stuff and they may just like i'm joe cool operator or whatever in my backyard or clearing a house sure. And that's that's one thing, but get out in the middle of the woods in the middle of the night and walk around and play with that and hunt animals with it and do other things and you really You'd start be to surprised what happens in the woods in the middle of the night, just saying, guys. Uh you'd oh, be surprised what's out there. Uh Snob says surprisingly he has a badass little thermal camera that hooks up to the phone from Amazon. Uh not a thermal side, but it's pretty cool to play with. He can he you know, he says identify, he used the words identify. He said, I can identify a cow at over half a mile. So there you go. Um, and that's pretty good considering it's a little Amazon thing that hooks up to your phone. So, um, yeah, kind of cool, kind of cool. Um, he says the cheap digital night vision actually works good for hunting, but he wouldn't want to have to use it for defense, but it has its uses. Absolutely, absolutely it does. Um he says if you've ever if you've never spotlighted deer out of the window on an 85 Chevy on a dark country road while driving some Keystone light, are you even a man? That's a good question. That's a that's a very fair question. With a 22 that's a very, Magnum, that, that's a very specific question as well. Right. So I will just yeah. add with a 22 Magnum. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we go on hour 10. I've got to record uh, another podcast here in, in a little while. So we're going to cut this one off. Um, but we did get into the night vision versus storm, which is a really cool way to start the whole 
series that we're going to be doing on the whole Red Dawn apocalypse, you know, whatever you want to call it, end of the world scenarios. Next week, we're going to start talking a little bit about um, our philosophy, whether it's bugging out, bugging in, what are some of the stuff that uh, if that Red Dawn scenario happens and all that, we're going to have some discussions on that. I hope you guys had fun. Uh, thanks for the uh, the comments out there. It was really fun. I had no idea where this was going to go down the road of night version versus thermal. But in that Red Dawn, in that SHTF scenario, if you have access to uh, night vision and or thermal, it, it, it will 100% give you an advantage over not, maybe not everything or everyone, but a lot and most, I would say. Um, Go ahead, Clove. You got some? No, I was agreeing with you. Oh, like, oh okay. Um, before we get out of here, I do want to give Kyle an opportunity uh, to discuss something about thermal or night vision that we haven't discussed, anything we want to touch up. But obviously, talk about Anderson Manufacturing and where, what you guys have going on there. I know you guys have been busy. Uh, this time of year is crazy for you. But uh, anything going on and where they can find you? Nah, like you said, Ghost, um, this is a good intro to the Shit Hits the Fan show. So It's going to be fun. It's this next, this, we're going to be doing this for the next, this whole month probably, and I'm really looking, I, this is kind of stuff that I, I, I really enjoy, you know? Yep, and um, definitely want to say, you know, check out AndersonManufacturing.com, but above all that, I want to say happy birthday to all the jarheads out there. Happy birthday, and happy absolutely. Veterans Day to all you vets out there, too. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I, so something. I, I, it did piss me off. I'll just say it pissed me off. It didn't. It just irked me a little bit. So in the in the entrance of our our our, our little subdivision neighborhood that we live in, uh, there's a gentleman that always puts out all of the flags for Veterans Day and and all of that stuff. And it's really awesome. It's really cool. He puts out all the different branch flags and all that. But this year. Right in the front, in the middle, he has a big white cross with the helmet on it, and it said, some gave all. And this is, this. Is, I'm just being picky, and maybe I'm being a little bitchy about this, but it irked me. I was like, that's Memorial Day, bro. Like, it's a whole different day. Now, I'm not yeah. saying we don't need to recognize it, but like that shouldn't be the cornerstone and the centerpiece of your thing is some gave all, because that's that's Memorial Day. This is... Unfortunately, it's different in my book. It's different, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think you should have stuck with the flags. I think that's a good representation. Yeah. Uh, Manufacturing.com. Um, Anderson Manufacturing for most of the social medias. You can probably find all our social medias over on Manufacturing and AndersonManufacturing.com. And we do ask you to do this. Go and find them on facebook go find them on instagram find a random post and give them a hashtag in a comment hashtag pony express 2024 let's throw that out there kyle as always my friend uh, obviously our relationship expands much further than uh anderson manufacturing you are a brother of mine and uh, oh, yeah. happy birthday to you. Uh, thank you for your service as well. I'm looking forward to seeing you here in a couple months um, yep. in Vegas and all of that. Uh, Bill Alexander, Simper Fi. Happy birthday, Marine. Simper Fi. Uh, and all of that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, 
yeah, I appreciate you very much, man. Uh, anything coming up Thank that you. you're able or want to uh, bring up that Anderson's got coming to the line, or are you kind of in a gag order right now? I haven't forgot about the bolt action. That's still coming out. Um, other than that, yeah, pretty much on a gag order for everything else. That is uh, can't top wait. priority right now. Yep. I can't wait for Vegas. I'm sure there's be some cool ass shit coming in Vegas that went through. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm yes. excited. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, now this is I'd like an Anderson lower to put together. Well, AndersonManufacturing.com. They can take care of you. They can take care yes, of you. Um, is, there code, looking, is there a code? Is there a code that he could is. possibly use? There, there is a code. Got an Anderson lower. Maybe, maybe if you use the code Ghost, you'd probably get a little discount over there. Um, now, unfortunately, <laughs> for using using that code Ghost, sometimes that discount is a negative discount. They might charge you ten percent <laughs> more. Uh, but no. Um, now, now nutty out there says lost wages. Hey, I get it. Um, but I'll tell you one great thing about Anderson, um, is they run some pretty amazing, like just out of the blue specials. So, um, now Kyle, if you go over to the website or the social media uh, the website, especially can, is there a way to get notified of like sales and all that? Um, not that we have on the website. Um, but what just I follow on social, follow on Instagram and stuff, probably. Yes, sir. Follow Instagram, follow social, all the social medias. But um, what I will tell you is, I would check out the Trump Punisher lower or the seventeen seventy six lower. Those are pretty cheap right now. So yeah, uh, check go. them out. Yeah, there you go. I uh, appreciate you very much, brother. Um, Clove. You've got one more podcast, don't you? Dude, speaking of, one more? speaking of Anderson Manufacturing, tomorrow will uh, be the final on-the-spot segment of the podcast brought to you by Anderson Manufacturing. So, wow, Kyle, see what he did there? Well appreciate, played. Uh, appreciate Kyle and, uh, and Anderson for uh, kicking in and helping out this season with, uh, with that part of the podcast for sure. I um, really appreciate you, man. Great yeah. shows. Tomorrow I've got Fold AR in the house, and that will be the last one. Ooh, for Fold AR. Yeah. So we got a we got a buddy. Um, well, you have a I know him. He's a buddy of yours, but uh, is over at Fold AR now, don't we? He is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna have mm -hmm. him on. We're gonna talk Fold AR, and then, uh, yeah, nice. and then be headed to the Wanamaker Wan uh, this weekend. Headed the, to the Tulsa. The Wanamaker. Juan and Machers, and uh, that'll be that'll be fun. And uh, then, hey, Wes says he's going to see us, so uh, obviously he nice. is going to be able to make it. So I know at nice. one point he wasn't sure if he was going to make it. So nice, just look for the EAA booth, probably, but, probably uh, or, or table. I say booth, <laughs> table. Yeah. Out of out of forty five hundred tables, should be easy to find. Wes, just look for the. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. uh, so that'll be fun, and then and then it'll be back to good lord. I've got to get like you. Uh, Stuff has piled up, since, especially since TriggerCon, and it's like I'm so behind on the normal videos and stuff. There's so much sitting oh, here, and man. between now and shot, hopefully I can get things caught up, and then we start all over again. The shop show was piling uh, stuff up. So uh, um, yeah, I'm, rec I'm recording uh, a, a Jarhead podcast here at the top of the hour with someone that'll come out probably next week. 
Um, so, so Jacob had a question out there. We going to address it. Did he? Did I miss it? Yeah, I didn't. Must have missed it. It's star. Oh, it's star. Okay, I didn't. Okay. Um, I just saw a Ruger M77 and 243 at my local gun shop. Does anyone know uh, the going rate for M77s or if they are a reliable firearm? So, uh, Clover, this is right up your alley, so take it away. Yeah, that's why I mentioned it. Um, M77s are a phenomenal rifle. Phenomenal rifle. Um, so, answers that question real quick. And going rate, uh, you know... Depends on the condition. Depends on a lot of different factors. Uh, is it an mm. M77 or an M77 Hawkeye? Is it a tank safety model? Is it what you know? What are we What are we talking about? But I would say mm. typically 600 up, something something like that. Okay. Uh, Kyle West says a 1776 lower says it's out of stock. So you finally sold all of them. It looks like. Yeah, it looks like. Just check out Trump Punisher would be a, a good option then. The Trump Punisher, and and here's the thing, um, the Anderson lowers are, are phenomenal. So, uh, especially I think he says, uh, he says he doesn't have an AR. It's past due to get one, especially if the SHTF Red Dawn occurs. I'm kind of uh, be kind of prepared more than a lot of people. Um, so here's the great thing about that is is if you're not wanting or don't know how or not willing or able to put together your first AR. Um, there are, uh, Anderson's got a, a lot of great full rifles that you can, you can get that you don't have to put together. Now, if you've got a yeah. guy that likes to tinker and all of that, then have fun, you know, get that lower and go to town with it. But, uh, yeah. And for uh, Fox Rod says you have to have an FFL. Well, here's the thing. Yes. Uh, the lower is a serialized part of that AR platform. So the right. lower is the serialized. So you would have to have uh, that shipped to an FFL. So there you go. Um, as far as me, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff, got a lot of cool stuff that have come in, in the last couple of days. Um, like I said, I'm recording a Jarhead podcast at the top of the hour with a, a good friend, and that'll be on the out probably next week sometime. Uh, more importantly, uh, in the next month or so, I don't know exactly when, uh, there's going to be something that we're going to be working with that will shock the foundation of everything that this channel um, has been built on. You're welcome. Um, and, um, huh? I said you're welcome. For what? Oh, I'm just messing with you. Oh, oh yeah, you know what it is. So, um, so it's I'm an uber excited and you know, have fun with this, and um, but it won't be here for a couple more weeks, probably. I don't know. It might be here tomorrow, but uh, I suspect it won't be for a couple weeks. Um, but I'm really looking forward, and we're gonna have early, fun with it. Sure. I'm thinking early December. Yeah, you know, late November, early December is probably a, a, a reasonable time frame to um, to, to expect it. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, go six-pack code. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have fun. But, yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff <laughs> coming. i got some new gloves in. Uh, i got a couple streamlights that came in. I've got a couple shotguns on it on their way. 
this other weapon system, I'll say that it's on its way. I uh, got a lot of stuff. Uh, man, I've got so much stuff that I need to get done. It's it's almost disgusting. But uh, the great thing is, is my stressful time of work is 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 past, and I will have time to get to the range and all of that stuff. Uh, Chicago Mike says Ghost has a lot of gray hair, but it still but still looks young. I got a lot of gray hair. Like I don't care. Like there's nothing I can do about gray hair, man. Um, I I'm not one of those guys that's going to color it. As long as I have hair, it's what it is. And if I lose my hair, then I'm just going to shave it. Like I'll, you'll never see me with like the horseshoe old guy thing if it gets to that point i'm just gonna shave it right um but gray hair it's in my family my family has all been full heads of hair with basically white hair so in the next few years it'll probably end up being white um but i still feel pretty young most days there are some days that i feel my age i'm not as young as people think um i'll say that um I think some people do get surprised, especially when they see me only wearing hats all the time and then they meet me and they're like, I didn't realize that you were that old. I'm not crazy old, but I'm older than what most people think that it is what it is. Uh, Nutty says mine didn't turn gray. It just turned loose. As long as mine doesn't turn loose, I don't care what color it is. So I'm good. Um, I hope everybody has a, a wonderful week. Get out to the range. Be more proficient with your firearms. Keep up to date with what's going on at local, state, and federal with all the two-way legislations. Make sure that your representatives are doing their jobs. If they're not, guess what 2024 is? It's an election year. You can fix that. Most importantly, guys, get out and enjoy your freedoms of being an American, one of which is to keep in bare arms. We'll see you next week. Simplify. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like this one and want to check out some of our other podcasts, we invite you to check out the Jarhead podcast, the Ghost and Clover podcast, and the Speed Limit 155 podcast. We also like to invite you to check out our YouTube channel, Ghost Tactical. If you're into the firearm world and the lifestyle of the, of the firearm community, go check that out. And obviously, go check out our website, ghosttactical.us, to check out all of our projects, our swag, our stores and our discount codes. Once again, thanks for always supporting the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Simplify.